Value Town is a production of ChamMV TV. Find out all show information and details at ChamMV.tv. Value Town is directly supported by listeners like yourself via patreon.com slash value town. What's up? What's up, everybody? Welcome to episode 126 of Value Town. I'm Chan Man V, and joining me today are Allie and Jackie. What's up, guys? Hello, hello. Hey. Hey, all right. Hey. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm good. I'm, uh, I'm actually in Germany at the moment. Um, I'm playing in Seed Story. It starts tomorrow. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, I'm not in my usual location, but uh, still set up and ready to go. So, yeah, I'm good. How about you guys? I'm exhausted. I just got back <laughs> yeah. from a uh, a long trip in Vegas, so my sleep schedule is totally messed up. So <laughs> I'm exhausted, but I'm uh, but I'm I'm good. <laughs> so how many days were you guys there? Uh, me, I yeah. left Thursday and we got back last night. So okay. yeah, it was like five or six days. Yeah, but, that's pretty good. That's a long time in Vegas, especially yeah, at EDC. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I just got back from E3, or I, I didn't just get back. I got back from E3 on Friday at Friday night, so I've been back for a few yeah, I days. Hear. Yeah, how was that? All about E3. Oh, E3. Uh, so it was my first time at E3. It, it was. Uh, I wasn't there for very long, but from you know just the time I spent there, it was it was definitely a lot of fun. We did streamer showdown on the Twitch stage, which ended up being really really good and super hilarious. So that actually ended up going well, and then. I was able to catch some some of the boot. We just walked the booths. I didn't get a chance to play too many games because the lines were super long. But um, mm. right, yeah. I was able to see, you know, obviously a lot of the. You just at least watch, you know, people play it. And um, mm. Overwatch had a, an event too where they were revealing some of the teams. So I went to go check that out. But oh, uh, cool. but overall, E3 was great. It felt like um, it felt like a bigger PAX. If you've ever been to like PAX right. East, it's like a bigger version of that. Oh, okay. Now I've never been to any, but. Uh... Yeah, no, good. no, 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 no. Yeah. I've heard the lines for those things are insane, though. Like, you wait <laughs> five hours to play a game yeah, or something. Like, yeah. it seems like a lot of fun. But I, yeah. <laughs> it's crazy, man. Yeah. Some people are just extremely, you know, <laughs> extremely gung-ho about being the first people to, you know, uh, get a chance to hop on some of the new games that they announced. But, yeah. um, I mean, there's, there's probably some games I would do that. I just don't think any of the games they announced were anything that I would go nuts about, even though some of them are pretty cool. How was EDC though, Allie? Like I was watching it on Twitch. Yeah, I didn't realize it was being streamed on Twitch until I was until I was there, and I was like, "Oh, that's so epic!" Um, but yeah, no, it was great. It was great. My, uh, you know, it's it starts at like eight at night and goes until six in the morning or something. So, <laughs> yeah. like I said, my uh, my sleep schedule is definitely messed up. But yeah, it was it was a lot of fun. Um, definitely, definitely a good week. I didn't get a chance to play as much Hearthstone in that time as I, <laughs> I would have liked. <laughs> yeah. But um, yeah, no, saw some great artists and had a good time with my friends. So yeah, it was definitely, definitely a nice little vacation for me. So Who was your favorite DJ? Uh, Porter Robinson. Okay, yeah, yeah. Heard of him? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I love Porter. Um, Porter was great. And uh, Rez. She's like a new girl DJ on the scene. Her name's Rez. Rez. You have to check her out. Yeah, new she was, girl, Pog Chump? No, yeah, really. new girl. <laughs> new girl. <laughs> new girl exactly. And she, yeah. was, she was fantastic. So, okay. yeah, it was a lot of fun. <laughs> so, so with EDC, do, do people stay at hotels like in like downtown Vegas or... Is yeah, it literally we, like camping out there because I know it's out on just the desert, right? Or just out in yeah, the open ground. 
It's at the motor speedway. It's like smack dab in the middle of the desert. We stayed on the strip and most people okay. do. And it's because of that, it can take like two hours to get there. Oh, with nice. it. Yeah. We missed half of our like Friday for the most part. Cause we arrived so late after midnight. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, you usually stay out on the strip and so nice. make the commute there. Mm-hmm. Did you get any funnel cakes? No, I didn't get any funnel cakes. <laughs> uh, it's a carnival cakes. after all, right? <laughs> oh, man, that just reminded me of Refreshment Vendor. I feel like I haven't played that card what? in so long because Reno is out. Sorry, That's that right. just made me... <laughs> just right. What is a funnel cake? I don't know. I don't know. Do you not know what a funnel cake is? I have no idea. Oh, what yeah, funnel cakes. So what? funnel cake. You know what a funnel cake is, right, Allie? Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. Yeah, so is that an American thing? I don't know. Yeah, it's probably... No, I don't think so. I think it's probably... I would think it'd, it'd be a European thing, actually, because it looks it's like just... strudel a little bit. Like, maybe it's not. It's fair food. Yeah, it's fair food. So it's just fried... Like It's like a donut that, you know, they just they just pour randomly into, like, a fryer, just the batter, and it ends up being, you know, these kind of weird shapes. Uh, and then <laughs> once, once you pull it out of the, the oil, you just put, like, Sugar powdered sugar and it's so bad you for you. It. It's terrible. Just put it like that. Great. It's, it's <laughs> like great. oil fried carbs with powdered sugar yeah. on top. It's so, a donut, no, man. It's, it's a donut. Much what it is. No, but it's your typical carnival fair food. Yeah, uh, that's where they got it from. I don't think funnel cakes in Hearth or World of Warcraft and Hearthstone are the same thing, but probably not. <laughs> but at least in real life, that's what it is. Yeah. Um, but okay, guys, well, we got quite a bit of stuff to talk about today. Um, of course, uh, I think Jackie and I probably got a chance to play a bit more Hearthstone than Allie, so we'll we'll <laughs> yes. talk about maybe some of the decks that we've been playing and things like that. Uh, and then we got a segment about underrated cards. I figured we would, uh, you know, kind of spotlight, spotlight uh, maybe a couple of the cards that uh, maybe we've discovered recently have been better than we, uh, or maybe we forgot how good they were and that sort of thing. Uh, topic of the week, there's a good discussion over you know, dropping viewership in Hearthstone and why and is it really true and you know just all, all that good stuff. So we'll spend some time giving our opinions on that. And the Mechatorks Workshop's back again. We've got, uh, I think we've got four or five cards to discuss. A couple from uh, patrons and, and fans, of course, and then we each have one to, to present to you guys. And lastly, Q&A. We've got a couple questions from the uh, fans and audience or whatever. You guys can email your questions to valuetown at chainmanv.tv and we'll try to get to them. We probably won't get to them this week since we've already picked them, but next week for sure, you know, we'll, we'll definitely give a look to them. Okay, our week in Hearthstone. So, Jackie, uh, what you Hello. what you been doing this week? You been ranking up well, or just memeing out this week? I've been um, because I've, I'm at Seed Story uh, tomorrow. Mm-hmm. I've been and I didn't attend that many tournaments. Yeah. So I've been really tryharding, like like super preparing really hard and trying loads of stuff out to try and because obviously I like to bring something a bit different and try and surprise people. Of course. And, uh, do Wacky something Jackie. unique. Yeah, yeah exactly. Right. So <laughs> trying some trying loads of loads of crazy stuff out and trying to come up with uh, something that works. And I've been I've been getting like no sleep. I've been like playing so much Hearthstone. <laughs> I've actually like I've had like no sleep all week, but. Uh, I'm happy with my lineup, and uh, okay. hopefully, All right. hopefully it will work. I'm not going to tell you guys what it is, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> what? You're not going to spoil them like, on here <laughs> and tell all your next opponents where you're playing? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so, we talk about it next week. But, uh, who have you been practicing yeah, with? Yeah, I'm, I'm just super hyped for it at this point. Yeah, it's going to be good. Who have you been practicing with? Um, just teammates? Uh, or? 
Yeah, teammates and a couple of my like my mods on my stream and um, okay. a lot on my own. Um, well, but yeah, I'm actually in the in the first group tomorrow, and in my group is uh, Frodan, Orange, and Talk. Oh man, oh. okay, that's and an interesting. Talk, group. I mean, or- Orange is just from Dreamhack. <laughs> 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 but, um, but yeah, it should be should be fun. <laughs> well, well, Sea Story's been good to you in the past, so um, Frodian's yeah. done pretty well too at Sea Story. So it's going to be a fun group. It's yeah, all, all yeah, the pressures on Orange. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and because he's played in Dreamhack, I kind of well maybe no way his lineup could yeah, be. Yeah, oh, that's, that's true. Like that's true. Idea, like, because DreamHack's last row is yeah, standing as well, true. and Seedstar's last row is standing too. I mean, he might not have the exact same thing, but if he'd won the tournament, I wouldn't expect it to be that much different. So. Yeah. I'd agree. I'd agree. <laughs> we're, we're about to talk about his lineup too, so in yeah. case you didn't look closely at it, you could look super closely on the show. Um, okay, so that's cool. Any uh, kind of interesting decks you've been trying out this week outside of uh, you know getting your, your lineups ready? Uh, I've got my lineup, and then we have—I've got one deck okay, um, cool. that we can talk about in a minute. Right. I, uh, we can talk about now. List. Just bring it up. Yeah, we'll, we'll yeah. I mean, I've—I've um, I've been playing quite a lot of Hunter, and mm-hmm. I like this. I feel like Hunter is one of the most unexplored classes right now. It's very really? kind of one-dimensional. Okay. Um, about because because in Hunter right now you have to be very one-dimensional. It's just like put stuff on the board and then kill them, and there's no like there's no like reactive tools. There's no like. It's either you play secrets or you just like play some minions and then kill command and burn them to death, like finishing mm-hmm. like a high main or something. Mm-hmm. But um, I was actually trying like a token hunter list and using some of the like death rattle synergies and terror scale stalker, I believe it's called. Yeah, I actually really love that card. I think that card's great. So wow. I'm kind of trying to use that and cult master together, and um, it actually worked pretty well. Yeah, it was, it was actually pretty. Decent. I gotta remind myself what, what st- I know. Terror- I have to stalker actually is. <laughs> I'm just looking it up now. I was like, wow, I don't actually remember. Yeah, it's a three, 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 oh, three, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, Battle Cry, activate uh, one of your friendly minions' death rattles. So if you have a death rattle on the board, you use it on that and it, it pops it. And um, so obviously you have like Rat Pack, you have Infested Wolf, you have Candy Grandmother, which are all great. I've also got Egg Napper in this list, nice. um, which is another thing you can use it on. And yeah. Uh, yeah, this list is really, really fun, man. It's great. So, I'm, so when you win, you barely win, right? Like, because <laughs> there's, there's no explosive. Uh, well, like kill commands and things like you, that, right? Yeah, not really. I mean, you have like hyena, which can get really big yeah, really quickly. <laughs> and um, it's to be honest, it is mostly about um, getting stuff on the board early, and then take. You can really abuse the cult master, and you can easily get like three, four draws out of it, and then that can make like that can completely just make up for not having kill commands or not having bursty or strong finishing cards like high main. Um, because that's what yeah. a hunter's one of hunter's main weaknesses is card draw, and having that ac- that access to a potential lot of card draw is makes yeah. a big difference. Okay, yeah, this is definitely interesting. Just a lot of chipping, and then eventually, you just maybe even getting that giant scavenging. I mean, I feel like hunters like twenty percent of the game or ten percent of the games are just. Let's try to get the biggest scavenging hyena possible on a single turn and then just win the game. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, you, you say there's no big minions, but Jude McCor always give you Ultrasaur anyway, so... <laughs> oh, true. That's true. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's, that's very, very true. No, this is cool. I like this. This is definitely a, a different take on Hunter. Even You know, there's a lot of similar cards, but it's a completely different take on it, so... 
Very, very neat. You love that egg napper, though, man. <laughs> or you, it's or... such a... It's, I, I found it really weird, because when it first came out, I was like, yeah, this card is... It looks decent, mm-hmm. but would I really play it in any deck? Probably not. But in <laughs> in a lot of, like, tokeny decks, it's actually really... Because like, at first, I was comparing it to, like, Mounted Raptor, you know, the 3-2 Druid beast. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that had Death Rattle Summon a one-drop. And that, like, saw a little bit of play, but not really that much. And I kind of considered it to be worse than that because it had one health instead of two. But just the fact that you can play it in a variety of classes, like, Eggnap is a solid card. And the fact that the, the one ones are beasts as well makes a big difference. So, like, in yeah, Druid and Hunter, for example. Hunter. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I like it. Right. Cool. Yeah, definitely, guys, try this out. It seems to be a very good tempo-aggressive type of deck. And if you're looking for that or you're struggling against those grueling control decks that seem to be doing really, really well right now, this could be super good for you. Speaking of control decks, uh, I ended up playing a Nazoth Pally that uh, that I got pretty that I just got from Orange to be honest. Like Orange played this during uh, DreamHack, and I hadn't played the Nazoth Paladin even when, it, when people were playing it during events like a month ago. So I finally decided, okay, you know, I'm going to play this. Rallying Blade was obviously something that I, I've been thinking about recently too, and we, maybe we even talked about it a little bit last week. And mm-hmm. um, you know, decided to play this. It feels like a great time to play this deck right now, at least where I've been. You know, I've been just kind of like rank five-ish, and as you're probably gonna, you know, make the push at the end here. But um, just kind of diddly, diddle daddly, you know, just kind of around that rank ten to rank five, and then getting rank, you know, just up with this deck seemed to be a very, very good place because um, I, I played a ton of control decks, like lots and lots of them, and then yeah. this deck seemed to perform fine against even Warrior, which surprised me in a lot of cases um i mean it's not great but it's 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 not horrible either so um mm. ended up winning quite a bit like there there are definitely a few matches that i was losing playing priest you know just a like control priest that mm-hmm. this yeah. deck had just more resources more defensive tools that i was i would, was able to kind of eke out those wins so um Kind of interesting, different takes on control decks. You know, there's I think there's a lot of them right now. <laughs> it's kind of a, a good time if you like to play control decks. Uh, but this one think, is pretty good. Do you think that this version is stronger than, like, just a, a normal control paladin list? Because I, I, I've mm-hmm. played both on ladder before, and I, and I find, like, on ladder, I personally have more success with the non-Nazoth version, mm-hmm. but I feel like the Nazoth version is really good at tournaments. Um, yeah. I haven't tried it recently, though, so I'm not sure which one I think is stronger, but I was just curious if you felt a certain way. That that was my impression, too. I was going into it thinking, okay, I'm probably just going to win, like, 50% of my games, but I just want to mm-hmm. just get a sense and get a feel for what it's like. Uh, and I I was winning, like, 65% of my games with it, you know, beating nice. mages just because, you know, just paladin and heals, right, of course. Yeah. Mages are quite popular right now. And then I was even eking out some wins against jade druid you know which was wow, like i know really? jade druid's like yeah. you know that isn't being played like a ton i wouldn't say but i was i was uh definitely winning some of those and even the priest ones you know things like um you know tarum it's just great you know <laughs> against any kind of buffed minions and priests right now they just try to get up to like six health or seven health on, on a minion and then all of a sudden they just have control of the game right so mm-hmm. um they, definitely the paladin has tools to deal with that which is really nice and those were the most popular classes i played I still get some yeah, that, quest, just quest warrior from here, from time to time. But those were the most popular. Nice. There's um, like there was actually a lot of Nozov Palin in the recent Dream Hack, 
Yeah. And there was one there was one game that was like actually insane. Like you know you you were just saying about uh this deck beating Jade Druid. Yeah, yeah. It was literally yeah. um I can't remember who was playing, but uh they were playing it was Nazoth Paladin against Jade Druid, and it was such a good game to watch. Like it was like a lot of people talk about sometimes like watching tournaments being like really predictable and mm-hmm. kind of just like um monotonous, but like, like this like this series was like one of the best series I've ever seen. It was really, really, <laughs> really? exciting to watch. And like the Nazoth Paladin just like it was the closest game ever, but he got like four Tyrions or something. Oh my and god. Just, uh, just about managed to manage to beat the Jade Druid. Like it was completely insane. There was a Yog in there as well somewhere. Oh like, my god. Completely insane yeah. game. But it was oh, really Jades were up to like yeah. the Jades were up to like 15, 15, 16, 16. Like, it was such a bonkers Dang. game. It was really, really It was good one of the it. last I, matches, I watch it back. Right? It was wasn't, yeah, it, it, was, it was one of the late matches, I believe. It was, yeah. yeah, yeah. But um, it's it's a really cool deck to de- uh, a deck to play that can actually surprise you in some of the matchups. It can actually mm-hmm. win. Um, another reason it's become popular, I think, is because Token Shaman has become really yeah. popular. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. that's pos- arguably the most popular deck right now. Yeah. And, um, yeah, and so just control decks with a lot of AOE are becoming kind of more prominent. I think. Yeah, definitely. When I was playing Priest, is is during the time that I was hitting a ton of Shaman. So I was just making tweaks constantly, trying to deal with it, and then all of a sudden I hit this stretch where it's just like nonstop control. So that's kind of why I switched over to this. But um, I find it funny how Shaman sort of went through a little bit of a rough period. Like no one really figured out like the token thing like <laughs> for a small period of time, and so now Shaman's like back, you know, back and better than ever. No, it's not, not really. But, uh, <laughs> no, it's yeah. back. It's no yeah, question. Yeah, it's, really it's, back. It's, it's no it question. It's definitely back. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. But there, there were variations that were just really close to, to mm-hmm. what we see now. And it's kind of funny, just a, a little bit of refinement, then all of a sudden the Evolve Shaman is good, right? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's just a few cards, like four or five cards that were refined, and it, it's suddenly yeah. good. So, um, yeah, it's a good spot. It's a good place for Shaman. It's not overpowered, and yet it's still powerful. Good stuff. <laughs> Um, okay. Well, anyways, give that a try, guys. We're about. We'll talk about um, Orange's the rest of his deck in a second. When we talk about uh, his win. Actually, we could just do it now. Um, so Orange ended up winning Dreamhack Summer, which is awesome since Orange is a friend of the show. He's been on uh, many times. Actually, he's been on a couple times, even with Jackie, I believe. <laughs> I don't know why. Yeah, he's on, I've on once with Orange, definitely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Maybe twice. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I mean. I don't know. I just something about you guys. I think he always calls you Yaki, so it's like. Okay, I'm just going to have him on because he calls him Yaki all the time. Yaki. <laughs> yeah, but uh, he ended up winning. These are the decks he, he ended up running. So, um, you know, big congratulations, obviously, to Orange. And he's been doing well lately. Uh-oh, actually, the, the um, cams aren't working here. I'm going to have to fix that in a second. But, um, yeah, so he, he's been, obviously, performing really, really well in a lot of the tournaments he's been in, in recently. And so yeah. he's going to do for a win. These are the decks that he ran. Speaking of the shaman that you we were talking about, <laughs> that's he ran an evolved shaman there. Yeah, yeah. I think the standard. I mean, yeah. One of the interesting things about this lineup is that it's really not very aggressive at all. Like, it, like yeah. the evolved shaman is a, a pretty aggressive deck, but other than that, it's very like slow. There's no pyro warrior. There's no secret mage. There's no aggro druid. There's no hunter. It's a very controly lineup, I'd say. Yeah, which is that's been the trend, right? The last couple events, we haven't seen as as many of the pros, even the pros that are renowned for running aggressive lineups, play much. Mm. You know, like I think we had um, uh, Muzzy on, right? And Muzzy's like famous for playing (laughs) very very aggressive decks, and he just played a Mm. straight out control deck last time. 
I like yeah. how he threw the yog and the jade in the jade dude. <laughs> that, that's that's what he was talking about, right? The the yog. I think it might have been orange that you were talking about. Yeah, well, I mean, one of the things about yog is that it is like I think yog is yog hasn't been good for a while because yog is since the nerf where yog stops doing stuff when he kills himself or polymorphs <laughs> yeah. himself or stabs himself or whatever. Um, he's basically the more minions your opponent has on the board, the less likely Yogg is to kill itself, therefore the better Yogg yep. is likely to be kind of thing. So, and that, there hasn't been that many decks that really like flood the board that much. Like Pirate mm-hmm. Warrior pretty much just goes face. Like, and same with like Aggro Druid pretty much goes face. There's only kind of like Living Manor as the one kind of broad flood type thing. But against the Aggro decks, you're never really getting to turn, t- you're never going to get to turn 10 to play Yogg. Like Yogg is a lot better against things like Zoo, and like decks that are fairly aggressive, but like slowly build a board up and then kill you with your board. And so Yogg is actually really good against token shaman. And so kind mm-hmm. of as token shaman has become more prominent, I think Yogg is Yogg becomes better as well. So yeah, yeah I like it. It like could be that extra board clear, right? Since swipe is yeah. so bad against shaman right now. It's so yeah, yeah. Bad. It's it's actually great. Like swipe is just I've said this for a couple of weeks actually. Like swipe just isn't very good right it now. Sucks. Like, without, <laughs> of a Zerg Drake, so you have like no spell that like people are actually running wild paramounts from Druid for yep. extra clears. Yep. I've been doing and, it too. <laughs> yeah. Like there's very few matchups where doing four damage to something and one damage to something actually clears a board. Hunter is the only real matchup where you can actually do that. Like it doesn't really do anything against Agro Druid, doesn't really do anything against well definitely doesn't do anything against Shaman. Like it's just like, I would even consider it, just not running it. Like, <laughs> no, I, I've, I've thought about it, too. I mean, there's nothing like seeing a things from below and a bunch of zero two totems and you're looking at a swipe. That, that, makes, you, that makes you feel bad, right? It's completely useless. <laughs> yeah. So I, I know I hear you. And, and that, that y'all can be a nice you know, possible board removal, right, when you, when you need it. And some people run, like, Deathwing. I don't think they were in Deathwing in, in Jade Druid necessarily, but, you know, Jade, mm. obviously Deathwing's an option, too. But um, yeah. I actually really like uh, Doomsayer in Jadrid. I was playing okay. against a yeah. few people, and I don't know. I, I think it's pretty clutch sometimes, just to kind of secure the board early. I, I don't know. I think Doomsayer is fantastic, so I like it in Jadrid. Yeah, I think I think it oh. works too. It's just what would you repl- replacing something? That's where the yeah, difficulty comes. It really just depends on what you're playing against. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but against Shaman, it's really good, right? Uh, and then the Miracle Rogue, I think, rounds out his lineup. It seems like Miracle is becoming the mainstay for the Rogue choice over Quest Rogue recently. Just because Miracle I has a that... shot against everything. Yeah, I find that really interesting. Because I, I, I don't know, I feel like Quest Rogue is still really good. Especially if control, people are bringing control. Yeah. yeah, if people are bringing control decks, you'd think that Quest Rogue mm. would kind of rain. <laughs> yeah. well, well, Miracle here. Miracle's yeah. decent against control, too. It's true, yeah. yeah it's fantastic. The good players, right? The good players, man, they seem to always get that 5-3. <laughs> and then they get another 5-3 sometimes, depending on what cards yeah. they steal. And uh, it, it can get crazy. But I think Miracle, I think that's the logic, at least when I talk to other players, is that Miracle's got a, obviously does well against aggro because of the backstabs and things like that. And it has a shot against control. So you always have a shot with this deck versus the quest mm. room, which is you know terrible against aggro. And uh, yeah, it's a lot more polarized, kind mm-hmm. of. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I know what you mean. Okay. I well, anyways, that's yeah. Um, anyways, congratulations to Orange again, and hopefully, uh, well, 
Maybe not hopefully for Jackie. <laughs> <That's what> I, <laughs> story. I was like, what? Hopefully you beat yeah. Jackie. <laughs> I'm waiting for you, Jackie. Yeah, yeah. All right. Uh, why don't we talk about some underrated cards that we, we think are maybe uh, lurking around or maybe some of the things that we've been playing recently we've noticed. And uh, let me move it over to the cards here. Okay, uh, the, I think the first one that I, I added the first one, which is a circle of healing. And, you know, we haven't really talked about circle of healing or, or folks haven't really run circle of healing much. Um, and I started playing Jackie's deck that he showed us last week that he went 24 and 5 with, that tempo <laughs> priest. And then I was just reminded of, I don't know, I'd had flashbacks from the beta, like with Amaz and drawing all kinds of crazy combos with, with pyros and things like that, right? And um, you know, I just had that kind of flashback with that type of play, you know, with priests and able to just continue, just never have endless amounts of cards and just continue to put pressure that way, right? Uh, and I just forgot how good circle healing is, even without Alcanized Soul Priest. Um, it also works with Lyra, and you know it, it can work well with, with Pyromancer too, of course. But uh, yeah, I just feel like it's a card; it's just underrated. I think a lot of people don't run it. You know, they'll run all kinds of some of the other spells right now as a, a Lyra proc, or even just like a early py- Pyromancer proc. But it's not Circle of Healing, just because they, it seems to always be associated with Akonai Soul Priest. The, the reality is like you don't have to, right? You can still use it, and um, I think particularly in that deck, Jackie. The injured blade yeah. master is just so good too. Obviously, with circle, and yeah, I mean, circle has so many synergies in that deck because you have cleric, yeah. you have paramount, so you have light warden. Even oh my god, true, then, the light warden. Yeah, like I've done some crazy things with light warden. Yeah. Done like nineteen damage with one light warden, and like a one mana card <laughs> yes. doing nineteen it's damage. Like, yes, insane. yes, but um. It's it's like I found I've actually found Light Warden to be like a very a more uh, high rolly type uh, tunnel truck. Like a lot of people complained about tunnel truck being uh, OP. Light Warden's kind of similar, but Light Warden's like easier to kill. But if you don't kill it, you can get even more punished. Like it can literally just do like so much crazy stuff. But um, <clears throat> yeah, Circle of Healing is just uh, MVP in that deck. Really, it's it's the card that gives you such good tempo plays it gives you a, a three mana four seven energy play master it gives you a million draws in one turn like it's yeah. it's uh it's it's really good yeah like the, i think it works. The only... sorry go on Ali. oh no no go ahead oh i was gonna say the only reason to really run orkney is probably like the surgence of token shaman kind of would make orkney good mm-hmm. but um other than token shaman there's not that many matchups other than like token druid where Orkney would be that useful. Right. I, I just think it works really well in silence priests. I mean you've got, you know, your your yeah. clerics and your acolytes and you you know that deck, you know, surround or is focused on just sticking the minions and I feel like being able to, you know, heal them up is like super, super powerful. So I think it's got a good good spot in Silence Priest for sure. And Lyra of course, you know, we already mentioned that. Yeah, totally. Yeah, and the the priest I I messaged, I I suggest I mentioned last week, um, Calento actually started playing it, and he oh, made yeah? two ch- two changes to the list, and ended up getting rank one legend. <laughs> oh my god! No, like, what did he what change? It's so yeah. good. Uh, he put in a second acolyte and okay. one potion of madness, and he took out priest of the feast and okay. something else. 
I can't remember okay. what season Okay, I can see Then he got rang, rang one legend with it, and now everyone calls it Kalento Priest. No! <laughs> oh, man. That just hurts. Yeah. That just hurts. Oh, the worst. Well, we all know. We all know. It's, we know. We know it's you. At least all the people listening and, and watching. <laughs> no, 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 it's you. <laughs> okay, so we have another card here. Uh, another Priest card. It's just priest all around and jackie i think you you added this one right shadow word horror destroy all minions with two or less attack yeah shadow word horrors um i because i've been playing quite a lot of control priest and one of the issues i've found is that you don't have enough aoe light like light uh dragonfire potion sorry is great but at turn six Sometimes mm-hmm. you can just be dead against like aggro druid or token shaman. Sometimes like the token shaman could have bloodlust on turn five and make you just kill you. And like <laughs> similar with like token druid. Um, and holy nova is not that like. There's a lot of three health minions. Like the the token druid is using like Marcus Lotus and Power of the Wild to buff their minions. And um, shaman has like uh, Prangfin Term and Flame Tongue Term and Manatai and Thing from Lone, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. But there's not like holy nova isn't a consistent board clear. I feel. Yeah. And Shadowed Horror is actually insane against Token Shaman. It's <laughs> so good against good. Token Shaman because they ha- they're literally just building their board up with a load of low attack minions, um, waiting for to get value out of Flame Tongue or Bloodlust, pretty much. And so Shadowed Horror can literally, it's just so good. Like it's actually really good. But it's, it's one of those where it's it's only good in specific matchups. So it's very good against Agri Druid. It's very good against uh, Token Shaman. It's actually really good against Quest Warrior because obviously they have a lot of taunts yeah. with very low attack things like Ali Armas yeah it's just good yeah um, it's also not bad against priest um, things like cleric and things like um, cleric <laughs> yes. But really yes, and yes no this elemental. elemental yeah elemental yeah, yeah but the, the weird thing about it is that it's not like a it's not consistent because it's not very good against pirate warrior because they always have things with like three or four attack Right. And so you need to... They, obviously, you can combine it with Pint-Sized Potion, which is what I've been trying out. And uh, I actually really like it. It's Pint-Sized Potion Shadow and Horror combo is actually insane. It's insane against, like, Paladin. It's insane against... It's one of Priest's only ways of dealing with four-attack minions as well. That's <laughs> yep. constantly been a problem for Priest. Um, yeah, I've been, I've been weighing those options, too. I've been weighing... Um, I mean, for, for just the primordial drakes basically that's, that's the most problematic one i think consistently so yeah yeah i've been looking at that looking at death uh black knight and mind control yeah. and things like that but um okay so do you think it takes too many cards though you know that's one issue i had with you know i think back in the day I, there used to be you know diff, i think priest decks just right when pint size you know uh potion and all those those cards came out that there were the double pint sizes with the shadow pains and the even cabal pre, um shadow priest and things like that right uh does it take too many cards though you know in- yeah i think uh i think the answer is kind of well not as much as it used to because one thing about like priest obviously has lots of like two card combos for like anyway like orc nine yeah. circle like pint size and shadow and horror yeah. and actually shadow visions makes it Oh, uh, like less Very punishing true. to run combos like that because you can Such find you can find the other piece of your combo. Yeah. Um, so Shadow Visions is a big help, but yeah, the fact that you have to use two cards to get an AOE, uh, I think you do have to run a significant card draw in the deck. Yeah. Uh, so are you, work, but are you? I running, really think there's potential. Oh, sorry. I was gonna say, are you running double um heart, double Shadow and Heart, and double Pint Size? Yeah, double Heart, double Pint Size, double, double Shadow Priest. Okay. Okay. Yeah, that's it. That definitely sounds interesting. Uh, you got pyros too. 
Uh, Power Monster. Um, I, I've tried various. I feel like I'm playing Power about... Monster in everything now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, it's yeah. an amazing card. Uh, it's you know one thing I was uh, like hoping that we would bring up one of these times. And I just I guess I'll just bring it up now. Is like talking about what we think the best card in Hearthstone, like design card in Hearthstone is. I think Wild Pyro is <laughs> one one of the best design cards for me. Wild Pyro. Yeah. Oh man. It's it's kind of yeah, crazy because I never even thought of it like that, but. You know, recently I'm starting to realize that it's so versatile. You know, it's it's used it in a lot of different decks. Nobody ever complains about that card. It's just a good card. I mean, not yet, at least not yet. Yeah. Um, and you think about it, it wow. does a lot. I mean, it has a crazy. You know, I guess one one aspect of a card that's well designed is it's a super powerful card. Yeah, nobody really complains about it. I mean, that's, which is yeah. crazy. Very true. Yeah. Now I'm starting to think of like my answer to one of the best designed cards in Hearthstone. I've like gone on a, a I know, so we like, should do that. Through. I kind of, I got, we should do that. I kind of spoiled it, at least my my thing for it. But I was yeah. thinking about that this week, and it's just like, man, I really appreciate this card. <laughs> this card's so good as a control player. No, I, yeah, I definitely no. agree with you yeah. for sure. It can it can be put into so many different decks as well. You know that uh, I think that's what makes mm-hmm. it so powerful. It fixes a lot yeah, of issues can... too, like swipe, for instance, right? Like it, it just, it just allows yeah. for certain spells. It allows for every spell just to be better. It's an upgrade to every single spell. Yeah, it also way. allows potentially allows classes that don't have much AOE to have AOE. Mm-hmm. So, like right. in the past, I've actually played War of Pyromancer and Hunter, and it's actually been <laughs> wow. pretty cool in like, okay. in like slower Hunter decks. Like, like it's, it's okay. it is cool because it's a card that allows um, like lots of different archetypes that. You might mm-hmm. not normally think of, and allows really good combos, like with the um, in Warrior with oh, what's the card that keeps it alive called? Oh God, hmm. the what's keeps it, it at one health. Oh, the um, commanding uh, shout. Yeah, commanding shout. Commanding shout. Yeah, yes, got one. it. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, like, Those like commanding shout. Uh, allows you to do like crazy macros in one Warrior, and then obviously you can do crazy things in Priest by buffing yeah. its health over and over. But then if you're not That's playing a, a deck that can buff it or keep it alive then it's only ever going to get maximum two yeah lots of damage yeah so absolutely. like it, there is like limitations with it so it's yeah it's definitely a well-balanced card i think yeah it's definitely definitely fun and i've just been using it a ton <laughs> like i feel like every single control deck i like add it. it's like one of the first cards i add just, <laughs> just to help with shaman and things like that um okay well i think that's going to be it for our underrated card segment here and um want to remind everybody that this uh show value town or just our show is supported by all the great patrons out there that that uh support the show you can uh, you can become a patron too if you go to patreon.com slash value town take a look there we recently recorded a new video with the two of them or just the three of us uh, added to it so uh uh, it's okay. We might have to redo it again. <laughs> we're just so like we weren't we weren't loose and you know just loosey goosey like we normally are for some odd reason. So, uh, anyways, take a look at it. Um, check it out. There's some cool milestones and rewards. And again, you know, uh, supporting the show, you know, any like amount is will help the show. Like a dollar, a quarter, any of those type of things helps us continue to do the show. Uh, this episode is also um, sponsored by Game Coach. Uh, Game Coach is a coaching website for various games like League of Legends, uh, CSGO. Oh, what is that? Um, 
that would that would be me. Okay. Uh, I might have to mute myself here. Right. Um, no, but Game Coach is a coaching podcast. site that that, uh, that uh, you can get coaching on various games like CS:GO, League of Legends, uh, Hearthstone, of course, and Overwatch too. And you just go to it and find you know a coach that you would you want to try out. There's actually five or six Hearthstone coaches you can give a um, you know that you can re- um, reach out to and. They have, you know, obviously different raids. You can use the promo code ValueTown and and get ten uh, percent off today too. But um, yeah, so you know, big thanks to Game Coach for doing that. They're awesome, and they can, you know, they've definitely uh, continued to sponsor the show, which is amazing because we need we need some more folks supporting, you know, uh, content like our show. All right, uh, let's see. The next thing we've got on the list here is a a big topic that's been being discussed amongst. A lot of the streamers, a lot of the big streamers and personalities in the community. And that topic is um, one about just viewership for Hearthstone and it dropping. And it started with Hafu um, posting a Twitter link that um, had an image of a lot of the top streamers in Hearthstone. And just uh, it just showed the graphs of their you know total views just going down i guess for like recently uh let me actually bring that up real quick and then we can take a look at it here here we go okay so yeah so she posted this and you know this this base i I think her tweet actually had let's see what her tweet was her tweet was a little concerning for the viewership of play hearthstone the love of the game uh, but think we need more frequent updates. Charts of the past 30 days. Yeah, so this is what we're talking about. Obviously, these are six of the top streamers we have. You guys being streamers, too, I figured this would be you know, great to get your perspectives since you guys you know, are full-time streamers. So um, yeah. what do you guys think? Have you guys experienced a drop in views in the last 30 days? Um, I think it's... I want to say, firstly, I think it's like mass, massively overstated. I think when an expansion okay. first comes out, the viewership is definitely going to go up and over time it will gradually go down again and then a new expansion will come out and it'll go up again um also gwen has come out recently and well more people have started playing gwen recently and like a competitive half some competitive hearthstone players have moved towards gwen and so i think naturally some of the kind of the followers of these streamers people like life coach they'll maybe transition to gwen or people who are getting into gwen and maybe going from hearthstone to gwen i don't think there's anything wrong with that and i think that is bound to happen and i think it's actually good for hearthstone to have some kind of competition like another card game that's potentially becoming popular i think that could actually only be good and could you know mm-hmm. yeah some kind of competition going on could could be good yeah and, i feel like yeah. one's kind of the shiny t- new toy right now and and that's totally fine you know like i think shiny new to- toys are, are good uh, <laughs> but, you know um but I, I will say like you asked you know have we noticed a difference and i, I would i will say i think it's probably worth noting that jackie and i um were featured on the blizzard client mm-hmm. yep. um so our numbers are a, a, a little skewed um <laughs> due, due to, due to your that numbers promotion. are like this instead <laughs> yeah so, so it's, it's a little it's yeah. a little different um but yeah see i mean it was really, really interesting, all of the conversation that kind of came from it between all of the streamers. So I thought it was fantastic to see everyone's different um, opinions. I would kind of erred on the side of the spikes are normal. Um, and I think that the overall kind of Hearthstone viewership is is not in a terrible spot. Um, it's just kind of normal after expansions come out to kind of see these dips. 
Um, you know, and this kind of led into a lot of conversation about, you know, what streamers can do to sort of keep content interesting. And, you know, a lot of people were like, well, there's only so much you can do. You know, a lot of people are on that side. There's arena and there's ladder and, and what else is there besides that? And, and, um, I definitely think there is room for innovation from streamers for sure. But at the same time, I also like for me as a streamer myself, I question like, all right, well, if I'm not going to grind ladder today or play arena, like what, what am I going to do? So, you know, so. yeah. well, <laughs> well, one thing to show too is cause you know, you're obviously referencing the cyclical aspect of it. And, and you know, Brian, Brian Kibler posted a, um, an image of his, I guess, gra- or viewership graph from the last two years. Uh, and this is in the same thread as the Hafu one. So you can cl- you can see clearly that it's a, a cycle, right? Like the spikes are, are when the expansions come out and then you kind of see it go down and then it kind of spikes up again, right? When the expansion comes down and then and it kind of comes down again. So if anything, the Angora one has been higher generally, right? The spike is higher and then even the, the come down is, is higher too, right? Right. That means the dip would be higher if the spike's higher. Yeah. yeah. I personally think Angora was like mm-hmm. one of the best expansions they've yeah. ever had. So, um, you know, I'm not, I'm not surprised that the numbers went up um, dramatically. And so, yeah, exactly. I think, I think it's a cycle. And I think a lot of, I don't know, I, I guess a lot of people overre- I think overreact a, a little mm-hmm. bit because I think in general, Hearthstone's still in a really good spot. You know, like um, Blizzard, you know, announced they had 70 million, you know, active uh, accounts, people yeah. playing like, active mm-hmm. accounts, you know. So, so I don't think the game is quote, quote, dying. You know, as I've seen some, <laughs> as I've seen some people say, yeah. but I think that's a bit of a dramatic <laughs> statement. Um, yeah. yeah, a bit of an extreme statement. So, okay, yeah, um, I, I don't think it's dying. I think it's clear that there's a cycle to it, and I, I will say that I feel like the the length of the engagement, you know, after expansions now are, you know, pretty short. I mean, Angoro again was one of the best, so we, you know, we probably experienced a longer one this last one. But, you know, generally speaking, the last year, year and a half, you know, it doesn't last that much, you know, and and it brings up the same question that we always have, which is, you know, Blizzard uh, changing some things at a a higher frequency. So we had that discussion, which I think we've we've had many discussions on that. I think we all agree that they should do that. This is another data point that would help, you know, with these this these type of declines and just keeping Hearthstone's average or or. you know, just how they rank in the viewership, uh, a much more constant thing than just these kind of peaks and valleys constantly. Uh, so right. that would help, you know, no question. I mean, brand new releases, obviously, I mean, Crypt gets like 100,000 viewers or something the day that it comes out. So if that happened more frequently, and, and for you guys too, you're trickling to everybody, um, you know, we wouldn't have so, you know, these, these long gaps or these long valleys, right? Um, another thing too is, that, you know, what you alluded to, Ali, is just that there is talk and... I would say like Frodan's been been mentioning it the most out of everybody about innovation, and you know the valleys don't have to be as you know the bottoms the bottom end of the valleys don't have to be um, maybe as low or just doesn't have to stay there as long if if there were some more innovations, and I think it kind of brings up the question of whether um, you know do we need more innovation in Hearthstone, and then you know can you see streaming in Hearthstone? lasting another five, 10 years, you know, if we don't innovate, you know, we just continue doing the same thing, which is, you know, like Crip, Crip just turns on his, his camera and just plays arena, you know, or he plays yeah. constructed. 
and he's our top well, streamer. And <laughs> like, a lot of people still love it, though. I mean, I know, like 20, exactly. people go to sleep watching Crypt every night. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, right. But, um, I mean, will that, but will that last, will that last? You know, another five, right. ten years? That's the real question. What do you guys think? Yeah, I think it will. Uh, yeah. I think it's partly partly based on what Blizzard does. If Blizzard suddenly brings out some terrible expansions and ruins the game, then no, it probably won't. But I don't think that's what's <laughs> going to happen. I think the last expansion was really good, and I think if the upcoming expansions stay on the same level, then I think the Hearthstone uh, streaming can continue for a long time. And I mean, streaming is basically just like, can you... Um, are you giving people what they want to see? Like people want to be entertained. People want to watch people playing the games they enjoy. If people are still enjoying Hearthstone and still want to see people play at the highest level or come up with new ideas that they can try themselves, then people are still going to watch streams. Mm -hmm. So as long as we keep being creative and keep trying new things and have some streamers that keep playing at the highest level, then I don't see why it should die. I think things like uh, the heroic brawls really attract mm -hmm. um, a lot of people. And so I think maybe, you know, events, more mm -hmm. things like that. And mm -hmm. a couple of weeks ago, I don't think it was last episode, but we talked about tournament mode, yeah. you know, maybe m new um, introductions like that, you know, could really, could really boost viewership. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I think that Jackie's right. Unless they really mess something up, I do think that they're, um, yeah, I think there's going to be a lot of people still wanting to watch Hearthstone. Um, and hopefully streamers can can find ways to, to yeah. innovate more, I suppose. Yeah, in the end, a lot of this you know, game streams and you know, streamers and watching the streamers, it's like a reality show. You know what I mean? Like, I, that's the best way I can explain it, at least with Crip and, and uh, streamers like that. They just want to see Crip, you know, and hang out with Crip and watch and, you know, anything interesting happen on his stream or just with him and what he might say and things like that. It's more so that than just the overall production of the stream. And I think that will always be there. There will always be some, some element of that. But part of me just thinks that we'll have to um, innovate as a, you know, just the general Twitch space needs to innovate. Um, whether that's just more tools, like, you know, Twitch is starting to introduce these, uh, almost like annotation like or, or overlay type of um, tools that you can use on your stream, right? Like the, the viewers can click on stuff, right? And there's a, there's a Hearthstone one that's in particular, and they seem yeah. to be developing more and more of those. And, and some of you guys get to, are, are any of you guys in that beta program, like getting a chance to try it? We are. I think Jackie yeah. and I both are in the, the okay. click beta. Oh, chat loves it. They love yeah Click, clicking on exactly options that right. we give them. yeah, yeah you let so them do pick their arena run for you or if you have a disc they pick the discover and they always pick the worst one they love it exactly right <laughs> and you know some people have done things like their own coin system you know and, and cheer system and all all those type of things right in, in their chat mm. and th those are the types of things i'm talking about like i think you just more and more of those things will need to be um integrated and hopefully twitch will again provide more more things for all the channels but if it's just like literally a camera on and you just playing the game, I think that will run out. I think a lot of folks that do that will fall behind, you know, to the others that, that are trying to add more tech to their stream. Yeah. I think that's interesting. Cause you're kind of going a different route saying it's not necessary. It doesn't need to just be the streamer or the, the game developers. It could yeah. also just be Twitch, it, you know, itself. And I think it's, kind of hard to tell where Twitch will be in five to 10 years. Like it's, it's still growing and it's still so new there. Like, I think there are a lot of different things that could happen. So 
know. It'll, it'll be interesting to see where we're, we're at in like 10 years. We're starting to finally see features added to Twitch, which is nice. You know, like yeah. there were like a couple of years where they added nothing. <laughs> like They literally gave us mm. nothing. You know, it's just maybe like a partner program and things like that. But for the most part, feature wise, they didn't give us anything. Now, you know, we're starting to see feeds. We're starting to see... You know, I mean, they have this whole event system now, and then you know, these overlay things that I'm talking about. It, it seems like that group, whatever group that is, that product group, is starting to work. You know, a lot more on doing that. Even the subscribers, right? We have like another tier of subscriber, you know, levels now. I mean, I remember when you know Destiny, who's um, you know Stephen, one of my co-hosts for Unfiltered. I mean, he he was doing his own thing with like multi-tiered subscribers forever. You know, like mm. forever, and I don't feel like it was like anything that would have been that hard for Twitch to do. So, um, whatever, whatever, you know, kind of change is happening to the Twitch feature or the tweet that that product group, they're doing a you know much better job now of providing that kind of stuff. But again, like we can do our, you know, we can do more too. I mean, it's and you know things like I mean, I'll just throw out my example, right? Streamer Showdown, right? That's that's something that you can do. Like the, if you're if you're able to or know you know have the know how to do it. But you can do that, like a smaller versions of that kind of thing on your stream too. So um, it's yeah, a matter I of like people, you know, really digging into that and, and trying to figure out how to do stuff like that. Yeah, I, I think like one of the like streaming is definitely growing, and one one of the main things people like about it is that the inter like the fact that they can be interactive interactive with it and more engaged yeah. rather than watching a, a TV program, you can actually have some involvement. And um, I don't think there's anything wrong with change. I think I don't think people mm -hmm. do want to see the same thing over and over again for years. I think it's natural or normal to change, and you kind of probably need to change, like Twitch and the streamers themselves, to grow and continue to, well, continue to grow. Like you've uh, said, you've got your streamer showdown. I've got my uh, wacky Wednesday. Yeah, exactly. Which is something I've right. I've started doing recently, where on a Wednesday I literally just play decks suggested by my viewers, and so that's mm -hmm. kind of their day when they can have their input and. Yeah. They're basically deciding what I'm playing for the whole stream. And uh, I think that's like, I really like that kind of thing. And it gives the viewers more engagement themselves, which is good, I think. Yeah. I definitely think there's a lot of things that can still be done. It's just mm -hmm. easy to get complacent with yeah. um, with Hearthstone because, you know, the two biggest modes are ladder and, and, <laughs> and, and arena. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I definitely think there's a lot of room to grow in terms of innovation. Um, this is interesting. I don't, I don't know. This is an odd question, but I wonder how much Blizzard like uh, care cares about this because <laughs> because basically yeah. you know the game is the game still goes on without people streaming it. You know they still get you you know people playing it. It's still incredibly huge. So I wonder um, you know do they do they look at you know the 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 dips in in the Twitch viewership and really panic or are they like you know. Things are still going strong with us, you know. I, I it's a separate like, thing. I'm not sure. I feel like they do care. It's just how it's, much. It's really, not I like yeah. I mean, it's not like top priority for sure, right? I mean, mm -hmm. top priority yeah, yeah. is really just the revenue that's being generated, and that's all they care about. But perception, you know, definitely, you know, the community team. I would guess that's like their job is to really. You know, try right. to to help um, with the perception of of Hearthstone. The esports team obviously cares about how the competitive side of Hearthstone is being viewed too. So those teams, I think, you know, obviously utmost importance. But I think overall with Hearthstone, it it is secondary on the list of things. So um, 
I don't think that doesn't that doesn't mean that they don't care. That just no, of course, that, not, yeah. of course not. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's more just how much. I, I'm yeah. curious. Yeah, I mean, I think you like like YouTube and um, Twitch streaming. Are like it's basically like advertising for the game for Blizzard and getting yeah. more, a community involved in the game and kind of spreading like more con more Hearthstone content being created is probably going to generate more people being interested in the game, more people yeah. playing you, the game, and essentially if, more revenue. So uh, right. And so I you, think they do. They would obviously like like to for the viewers to be as high as possible and to get the much as much interest in the game as right. possible. Yeah, it, it's like a metric for you know when I look at things like esports and and just community and viewership for streams and things like that. Um, I look at all those things as ways to. Uh, it's like retention, right? It's like to keep people interested in the game. You know, not necessarily uh, getting new users. It's about just retaining the users. And these type of things, you know, and a lot of games are, are realizing that with esports is a way to just continue to, or at least uh, elongate the longevity of each of these games, right? Like if if say League of Legends, right? If it didn't have esports, I mean, it's probably still be popular. But obviously, esports helps with that. Like the marketing that you said, Jackie, continues to market it, continues to make it feel like this game is is relevant, right? And if it's relevant, I should be playing it. And it's that, it's that type of you know feeling, and that it's that type of um, uh, you know just that kind of, of of feeling with the the population and the the usership that they want. And I think it's worked. It's worked with a lot of the, the bigger, like League of Legends, I feel like is a big part. Dota 2 also. I think the competitive side of Dota 2 is a big, big port, uh, reason why a lot of people you know, are super interested in it. CSGO, same thing. Um, so yeah, I, I think that's a big thing. So one thing I want to ask you guys too is that, um, you know, with being a streamer, right? And, and especially streaming Hearthstone, how much of streaming and how much of Maybe like uh, maybe a lack of like wanting to do something different, and I felt this a little bit even on this show, like having to do stuff consistently, having to do it every day. Um, how much of, of the lack of innovation is because of that? Like the fact that you have to put, you know, like five days a week, six days a week, and you just don't have time to even come up with and think about stuff to do new. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> sorry, that was a lot. I'm like, what exactly yeah. is the question? Yeah, yeah. I mean, no, basically, I mean, like, how much of I mean, how much of it is lack of time to actually come up with creative ways to do things? For me, I, lack of time is is very relevant. I'm like, I'm trying to, um, you know, really work on my YouTube channel and get a yeah. video out every single Friday, and so you know, I stream for six hours, um, usually six hours, five times a week. So yeah, it really it does come down to time. Um, and like I said, I guess sometimes I just. It's, it's easy for me to get complacent because I, you know, I have my strategy for what I, you know, I'm like, oh, well, I need to hit legend, you know? And so yeah. like I spent a lot of my month, you know, up until I hit legend, kind of just concerning myself with that, which I think takes away from, um, you know, thinking of something interesting or new to, new to do sometimes. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I don't know. Jackie, do you? I, 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 I actually disagree. I don't okay. think time is. Um, mm -hmm. I think. Um, like as a streamer, you kind of have your your times when your your schedule or whatever, or the times when you're going to stream, and you put a lot of hours into it. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, you can kind of like I'm like constantly thinking about new things to try and do, or maybe potentially do. And mm -hmm. if I really wanted to try something or, or or spend some time to be innovative and do something different, I could easily like probably like stream a bit less hours and focus on something else rather True. than yeah. kind of. Um, 
Well, that's good. Because, I mean, yeah. it's I, good I think that you... it's just about kind of forcing yourself to do it rather yeah, than kind it's, of, it's easy to kind of stay in a routine and keep doing the same yeah. thing day mm-hmm. after day. It's kind of hard right. to make a change and be radical. Yeah, no, that's mm-hmm. cool that you do that because I think a lot of streamers fall into that, you know, that, that kind of cycle or that lull because, um, you know, there's that sense that I just, I don't want to stop streaming eight hours a day or else I'm going to fall out of relevance. You know, like my streaming numbers are just going to go down because, or my subs are going to go down because I don't, I'm not streaming eight hours, or I'm only streaming four hours versus eight hours. You know, you have that, that type of mentality. So it's good that you, you think that, you know, you just force yourself sometimes to, to kind of go through those periods where you try to think of some cool stuff. I do think that if you're producing like new and interesting content, even if you were to chop you know two hours off of your stream i still think you'd see a lot of success you yeah, know like I people so. want new people want new stuff and and if you're providing that i think eventually the people will will come yeah i, I think i agree with yeah that. i mean it's but it's not that like even though i say i've spent lots of time thinking about doing new things and making that like change <laughs> and stuff i haven't made that many changes like, i am one of these people who doesn't get in a routine and stay in a routine and every now and then <laughs> on different things but i would i would actually like to be more innovative and i, I would like to say stuff and it's 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 i think it's just about kind of being in the right mindset and being prepared to take take a risk essentially because doing yeah. something different is essentially taking a risk yeah. like you if you say stream a bit less hearthstone and put more time into something else like you could lose a lot of your viewers which could affect your career and mm-hmm. like so it is a risk really but, yeah and a perfect and a, a very normal example of that is some of the Hearthstone streamers playing a different game, like PUBG or things like that, right? And you kind of see yeah. that decision. But um, okay, anyways, we'll wrap up that topic. I feel like that was a good one, particularly you know with you guys, given that you guys are are streamers, and it, it's a good topic, and and it's a different uh, it's a different way of looking at the whole Blizzard should come out with stuff more frequently. Mm. <laughs> okay, well, well, I want to give a shout out to some of the patrons, you know, obviously that that uh, support the show each and every week. Um, you know, it's, it's a it's the part of the show that we get a chance to spend a little bit of time. You know, just to give a shout out to some of the some of you guys out there. So uh, I want to give a shout out to Mike T, who's our legendary producer every week, and then a few others: Ed H, Anthony L, David H, Davin P, Louise L, Vince F, Alex F, Mike H, Mike V, and Eric F. Thank you so much, guys. You guys are again are awesome. Some of these guys have been supporting the show for years so it's really really awesome that they they can uh you know just continue doing that for us um also again a game coach is sponsoring this episode of a value town and game coach is a, a coaching website you can go to game-coach.com and check it out here's a uh, trailer that we made for them so check it out here at game coach we have a variety of games such as league of legends hearthstone csgo Overwatch, and many more to come in the future. When you have picked a game of your liking, simply choose one of our fantastic coaches by clicking on his or her profile. Here you will see background information and their calendar availability for a lesson. Starting a lesson is super easy. Coordinate with your coach and meet up on Discord, and then jump on a voice channel and begin your journey to becoming legendary. Game Coach. Just drew it. All right. Well, definitely check that out, guys. And then again, use the Value Town promo code, and you can get ten percent off today. I gotta love discounts. I think we all <laughs> we all love discounts, right? Um, okay. Well, why don't we uh, do some Mechatorx workshop now? I think we all <laughs> we all love discounts, right? Um, okay. Well, why don't we uh, do some Mechatorx workshop now with some new cards? And uh, I got a, I think five of them here. Going to start off with our Patreon 
our patron Raydan with an arcane guardian. All right, let's check this out. For those of you wondering what Mechatorx Workshop is, this is the segment where we talk about uh, custom cards or you know some cards we designed ourselves, and uh, you know kind of. Kind of throw some ideas around. Maybe maybe Blizzard catches the episode and gets some ideas too. <laughs> yeah, that sort of thing. All right, so we've got Arcane Guardian, a five mana three three mech. Yes, we haven't had mech in a while. Uh, it's a rare card. Taunt. This minion can only take one damage at a time. Okay, so kind of like the um, what was the 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 mage card with the frost? Like where you can only your hero can only take one at a time. Animated armor. Yeah, thing? animated. Yeah. Anim- yeah. yeah. So uh, kind of like that, but it's just, just this this guy can only take one one at a time. I like it. Is, yeah. it, is, it ex- is it the mana cost? Is it expensive? Like, I'm trying to think. Is this... Uh, so I'd want it, like, I, maybe I mean, four mana? I don't know. I, I definitely like the idea of it, though. And it's a mech. <laughs> four I mean, mana it's, would be super good, I think. Four mana would, be, I guess, be too good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's kind of like it having two divine shields, right? It's kind of mm-hmm. like a 3-1... With two divine shields, so yeah, is a three-one with two divine shields worth five mana? What is Probably. the three-one? I think what so. Is the with divine <laughs> I mean, for, for four uh, mana, Crusader. absolutely. Yeah, yeah Scarlet Crusader. There you go. Yeah, for four mana, absolutely. Right. Um, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Five mana. It, it's close. It's definitely balanced. More like it's yeah. It's definitely a cool card. It's extremely difficult to remove. A lot of the time in the mid game, people want to like. Uh, fireball a minion away or firelands portal or um wrath minions away but it's is extremely awkward so it's going to be this card is going to be weak to token decks where your opponent has a lot of one more minions where you can easily do one damage lots of times mm-hmm. but it's going to be better against decks that kind of play one minion at a time and are slower and this could just be really awkward to move that being s- removed sorry that being said it is very vulnerable to things like shadowed pain Hmm. What do you? What do you? I like it. Well, let's compare this to Tar Creeper. So you know, Tar Creeper's at three, and right. it's not that far off to you know from a functional standpoint. Yeah. So if, if you're looking at that, I feel like this card's not that impressive. If it was four, was again, to... if it was four mana, it would definitely be good. <laughs> so. I was trying to think of what yeah. deck I would put it in. I just feel like by turn five, dropping. I don't know. I really like the um, the mechanic. I just think that the the three three it's so easily like paintable, like Jackie said. Um, but you're probably yeah, gonna be sure. paint, you're probably gonna paint other stuff though, leading up to it because yeah, it's all about chip damage, right? From mage, mage just gets that two, gets that three damage in on you, and then sets you up. I think if it had four health, it would probably be op. Right. Yeah, yeah I agree with that. <laughs> essentially so, had three uh, OP at four but is it playable at five <laughs> yeah <laughs> I don't know maybe if there was a lot of mech synergy or something and you could make mech tech I don't think I don't think it is playable actually because you can also compare it to Sunwalker which is a six mana four five taunt divine shield right so it's basically like that but one less mana it has minus one minus two stats and mm-hmm. an extra divine shield I think it's better than Sunwalker and Sunwalker doesn't get played yeah I think it's a little better than Sunwalker. You can make the argument for the four attack. You know, four attack is obviously much more relevant than three. Um, yeah. But it, I think from a defensive standpoint, you know, from blocking stuff, it, it's better than Sunwalker because it's just cheaper and, and it functions 
uh, maybe even a little better. I'm purely thinking of it as, you know, being able to throw stuff behind it, right? So if it's like fill in the board, maybe your shaman or, or, or well, actually it's a mage card. So yeah, I guess you can't really fill board with many minions <clears throat> behind it. Probably, probably one of the best things about it is that mage doesn't have any real like good defensive five mana cards. Because when, when you get to six and seven, you have like Meteor, Blizzard, Flamestrike, Phalanx Portal, you have so much removal. Yeah. But on turn five, there's no real good defensive play. So maybe that could actually yeah, make I can it. Yeah, see that. Mm, maybe, maybe. <laughs> well, it's interesting. I mean, this is a good card because it, it's making us think, you know, try to think about different things too. So I think Raydan presenting this card is, it's a good one. I like the yeah. portrait. <laughs> Yeah, me too. Yeah, that is, what is that? Is <laughs> it like a bumblebee? <laughs> I know, it's like bumblebee with an energy crystal in between or something like that. It's pretty cool. That's cool, yeah. All right, well, uh, Raydan, thanks for sending that card in. Uh, we've got another one from Radler Cycles. It's called Keeper of the Dark Portal. So let me get that up here. All right, so this is a priest card, and a four mana card, zero attack, six health, Okay, Battlecry. He's got Battlecry and a Death Rattle here. Battlecry has reduced the available minion space for your enemy by two. And then Death Rattle has returned the board to normal. Can't be targeted by spells or hero powers. Okay, so... Wait, I'm confused. It's, mm-hmm. it's, it can't be targeted by spells or hero powers. That's not the Death Rattle. It's just... Yeah, that's just a regular. It should just... That's, that should okay. be on another line itself, I think. Okay, okay, yeah. okay, yeah. Got yeah, it. yeah. It should be on the top. So, um... Yeah, so Battlecry, reducing the space, like the minion space, the seven slots, essentially. Does that mean it kills two if there are seven minions on the board? I think so, yes. Okay, okay. Like definitely, surely, right? Yeah. yeah. You just do like one either side. Or it's probably the ordering, the order of, of uh, minions that came down, I bet. So I guess you would kill the last two that came down. Usually in Hearthstone, it's key, right? It would be it's, the it's, first two. Uh, I would I would guess the the yeah. the older the cards are on the board, the you know just just the the original spaces they occupy, right? So, right. Uh, if they were going from you know a seven to five, I, I would guess the seven and the six slots would be cut off, you know, because of that. I think it'd be better just just slamming each on both side sides. Of the board. Okay, Literally we could do yeah. that too. Yeah, I could do that. Too. A lot of the time, a lot of people put big minions on the outside as well, right? Because because okay. with things like flame tongue, you put your little minions in the middle and your big ones on the edge. Yeah. So yeah. instead of killing like a couple of things from below or something like that, <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's true. That, that's true. I, it's definitely possible. I wonder what the animation would look like, or just like the board state at the time. You know what I mean? Like whether it's just being like. <laughs> X's or is it just squished? I don't know. It's interesting. Like we don't have anything it's that like, inter- it's like the Star Wars trash compactor walls coming in. Yeah, from the right. side. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think yeah. it's kind of cool. And then the Death Rattle would return the board to normal, but it wouldn't return the the minions that you killed. I'm assuming no. it no. just it just allow you to do it. Okay, that's pretty powerful. Then if it's four mana, like yeah. destroy two. Well, two minions on the I don't know. Yeah. yeah. It is kill two minions and then I mean you're you're probably gonna die this min this minion's probably gonna die right after that, right? I mean, that being said, it will very rarely kill two minions, right? Right, it's right. Very, very rarely yeah. You're about minions. to die. Very good point. <laughs> so it kills two minions, yeah. So in a lot of matchups, the reducing the space on the opponent's board is really not gonna do much at all. 
if any, it, nothing a lot of the time. Yeah. So, it would only it help Shaman. more than. Yeah, I guess Shaman. Yeah, it would help Shaman. I mean, it would hurt Shaman. It would hurt Egg Druid. That's about it. Um, I mean, I guess you could you could change it so it's um, I don't know. Yeah, maybe maybe it's more like Ali said. Maybe it's three spots, but then you're killing potentially three with a zero six minion, a four drop too. Wow, that's that's powerful. I, I definitely like the concept of you know shrinking the board shrinking yeah. the like the board state you know or like messing around with the board like i think it's interesting i think the card needs a little bit of work but i i, I definitely like the concept so mm-hmm. yeah that's what i feel about it okay well definitely interesting concept and you know again thanks radler cycles for sending that in uh, those of you that are wondering how do i send mine in go ahead and uh, email those to value talent at chamanv.tv and we will take a look at them from next week Okay, the next one we have is Allie's card, Counterbounce. <laughs> Counterbounce. I could yes. not for the life of me think of a decent name for this card, and so I apologize for the terrible uh, innovation when it comes to the name. Um, yeah, I don't know. I guess I just wanted to make another mage secret, not that really mage needs anything right now, but um, yeah, I just it, was, it sort of acts as a freezing trap a little bit. Um, but yeah, I thought it would be a cool like tempo swing for them. Okay, so it's a it's a three mana counterbalance secret. After your opponent plays a minion, return it to their hand, and it costs three more three more mana right after that. Okay, so it's that's almost like killing a big minion, right? Pretty much. Yeah, maybe yeah. I mean, it's possible it should be two instead of three more because obviously you know if you're if someone drops Tyrion or something, it's unplayable. So actually. In retrospect, I think maybe two, two mana? it costs okay. two more. It might be a little bit more balanced, actually. Yeah, I mean, you can kind of compare it to Freezing Trap, where when your opponent right. attacks them and he goes back for two, but obviously yeah. playing one extra mana to play this, so it should probably be better than Freezing Trap. And this is definitely right. better than Freezing Trap. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, yeah, definitely better. And it's just another thing to have to play around Mirror Entity. I mean, it's just like, yeah, it's, it's you, like a partner to Mirror Entity, basically. Like, Either yeah, way. I mean, you've already got Mirror Entity and Potion of Polymorph, which kind of already True. kills people for playing minions. So this would completely punish people. They, they <laughs> would have to play on Mirror Entities and then the Potion of Polymorph yeah. and then the counter bounces, and they'd be like, yeah. what? I can't play any minions. It's <laughs> probably unnecessary. Yeah, yeah, very interesting. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I, was... I, think, I think it's good to have, you know, again, like these type of secrets that really... You know, really punish if you play a minion, right? And I think having multiples is okay. Like pushing a polymorph, I feel like doesn't get played enough. You know, and this one, it's not as you know, it's a different take on it, right? You're not actually transforming it. You're you're getting it back. You're just having you're just having to waste your turn essentially. So um, yeah. yeah, I think this is good. I almost prefer something like this over potion of polymorph. Yeah, I think <laughs> I, I I would play this instead of potion of polymorph. Really, yeah. potion of polymorph doesn't really do enough but this could really slow down your opponent i don't know yeah maybe it's maybe three is too good though i don't know it's potion i think potion of polymorph is better than this because they, so? they, they, they can play their minion again whereas it's either they True. get to play their minion again at three more mana or they just have a one one oh yeah i mean i, I think, think the, brothers have a one uh, i mean i think the well i don't know i think it's it depends on on the card right like yeah. i mean i don't i would i would much rather hmm I don't know. 
You know, you bring up a good it's, point, actually, Jack. Yeah. I mean, it's it definitely makes it a one line. <laughs> they can't play it again. But then they have to waste mana the next turn, right, to use it again. But if they have a good battle cry, then, yeah, that could be bad. Um, yeah. Okay. But uh, there's definitely somewhere in that range, right, and just having, I guess, more depth to that counterplay or that play around, at least, with the playing a bad minion. It's kind of interesting. Okay, uh, the next one we have here is Jackie has a Hidden Assassin. So it's a row card. Let me bring it up real quick here. Here we go. Uh, so it's a four mana, three, four, stealth. It's just stealth. And then death rattle, add a card to your hand from your opponent's class. Typical rogue there. <laughs> yeah, so I was trying to come up with a rogue card that kind of had synergy with a lot of rogue cards that I like but aren't yeah. played that much. So you have the uh, Shadow Sensei, the 4-4 that gives a stealth minion plus 2 plus 2. I think that's a really good card, but there aren't quite enough stealth minions in the meta for that to be that hmm. to be good enough. Yeah. Um, so I actually think Rogue will have more stealth minions in the future, and that card will see play again. Um, also, um, the Death Rattle, so you can discover it from Journey Below. Um, and it's also something you can play before you play Shadowcaster. I love Shadowcaster, the 5 on a 4-4 that uh, puts yes. a copy of a 1-1 one, one in hand. <laughs> and so this is a minion that can reliably stick to the board that you can Shadowcaster and bring back to your hand again, and it's pretty cool because it's got the Death Rattle. Plus, it works with Ethereal Peddler because in like a Burgle Rogue-style thing where you steal a card and then get it reduced. So it's kind of like probably trying to synergize with a bit too many things. But, <laughs> but yeah... <laughs> It is a play right before Ethereal Peddler, so that that is kind of nice. Because <laughs> yeah, I remember before, it was just like, I'd play all these cards, I'd get all these cards, and I had to wait like an extra turn before I could play Peddler. And it was always like, oh, that sucks. You know, it'd been nice if it was on curve. So, uh, yeah, kind of cool. It's, I think it's really good. Yeah, I think, it's, I think it's pretty good, too. It'd be pretty, pretty damn strong, honestly. Uh, yeah, it might be too strong. <laughs> <laughs> sure. like, it, 3-4, you know, isn't... That, that is stats for for its opponent or its uh, stealth too. too. So you, yeah, you get to do still, something. So maybe. Yeah, you get to actually do something with it, and not just lose it to some really great trade, right? Yeah, I mean it's kind of like Shaku, right? Like, mm-hmm. but Shaku can get you more cards. This is only going to get you one. However, it's about, yeah. it doesn't get you more than one card very often, though, right? Yeah, that's true. That's so, true. Yeah, I think it's it's just a yeah, it's a higher mana cost than Shaku. It's good. Mm. Uh, okay, uh, the last one I have is one that I made, which is a hunter card, and it's called Brood Father because there's too many brood mothers out there. So <laughs> I gotta give some love to the fathers out there, even though it's, I'm not sure it makes sense. Obviously, but Big daddy. yeah, exactly. I should have called it Brood Daddy. That's exactly what I should have called. It. <laughs> it's a four man, four four body, oh, and let me let me bring up the. Uh, the tiny broodling too, just so you can get. It's a kind of two card thing. Yeah, here we go. Um, and it, it's a four four body epic. It's battle cry summon two tiny broodlings. So it's kind of like you know, Doctor Boomish type of thing, right? And the tiny broodlings have a death rattle. Give brood father plus one plus one. <laughs> Broodfather. Oh, it's called OP. I, I, I like it. It's good. I love it. It's called Broodfather. Yeah. Um, I mean, it, it probably is OP, but the but the concepts. I mean, I came up with this thing like like literally five minutes before the show, ten minutes before the show, because I was meaning oh, to man. to spend the day doing it, and then the internet kind of screwed up. So the concept is basically um, have tokens whenever you 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 know um, play it, 
right? Summon something and then have those things that you summon end up buffing the original minion. Yeah. And and so you have to make that choice, right? Like do you kill those broodlings first or do you kill that, you know, broodfather first? You know, that that sort of decision. Like the the stats here, yeah, I mean, they're, they're strong. Okay. I, I it's like an 8/8 eight, eight type of value for a 4. <laughs> so maybe it should have been like a 3/3 three, three instead. But um so something like if that. you dropped um another broodfather, uh, like would the oh. tiny broodlings also buff another broodfather? Oh, you, yeah. you can only have one father. Maybe I should have made a legend, <laughs> but yeah, I guess you yeah. could still have. You could still maybe. Have well, you could either make it legend, or you could change the death trial to give a brood father plus one plus one, or give all brood fathers. I think giving all brood fathers would probably be good if you could only run one of them. So, like those rare cases, you have it happen. It'd be kind of funny. <laughs> oh, yeah. I don't know. I actually really like the 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 concept of the tokens buffing the original uh, the original yeah. card. I, I think that's yeah. really cool, actually. Nice job. <laughs> I like there's yeah, just having to like be a, a decision. You know, there has to be something. Yeah, like definitely. Decision. Like, it's kind of similar to the, like like you said, Dr. Boom, or even Anixia, where a lot of the time when you're faced with Anixia, you have to think, oh, do I kill the AA or, or do I kill the ones? Yeah. And so this is like, you want to kill the... Um, you definitely want to kill the bigger body first, because if you kill the little ones first, you're going to get punished and yet right. you actually get get the death rattle whereas if you kill the big one first you don't get the negative effect of the death rattle so uh, you know what i should have called it i should have called it the hyena father because it's basically like hyena that summons two beasts next to it right yeah so if you were you know to kill those then obviously he gets buffed so that that's the general concept behind it <laughs> be i still like brood father, <laughs> brood father. <laughs> okay. all right yeah yeah i yeah. think this card if this card was actually put in the game the uh, hunter i think would be broken this card is it's yeah. busted <laughs> you're perfect in your uh, token hunter yeah exactly uh, yeah. right oh my gosh that's true Token would be, would be so good. One. Be crazy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Break the meta. <laughs> All right. Well, anyways, that concludes Mechatorish Workshop. Thanks everybody for sending those in. You guys are awesome, and um, I think you know we're just gonna do Mechatorish Workshop pretty regularly. I know a lot of you guys love it, and I know you know we've we've talked amongst the three of us about doing it. So expect more Mechatorish Workshop in the near future. Um, we're gonna do some Q and A now. So we've got a couple of emails from some of the uh, um, patrons as well as fans. Davin P asks, I just got Marsh Queen Quest Legendary. That's not the best one to get, but okay. And I'm, I'm wondering about the best way to play it. Conventional Wisdom seems to play an aggro deck with 10 or more one drops, of course. But I was wondering if it might work better in Elemental Hunter with a minimal number of one drops, i.e. Glacial Shard, Firefly, Brewmaster. Most people think it should be changed to summon rather than play seven one drops. Would that be good, or would that be too good? Hmm. Um, uh, I definitely uh, think it would be too good because a lot of the um, death rattle minions in Hunter, like Timberwolf and Rat Pack, the minions they summon yeah, are right. one mana one ones. So you're playing those strong on curve minions and getting towards completing the quest. I think, I think if it was summoned, the quest would be broken. very strong. Yeah, really, really good. <laughs> Life coach um, would be right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All, right if that happens <laughs> um but i i actually i've played a lot of quest hunter and i haven't had that much success but i when i was playing it i did find the most success i was having was with an elemental style list mm-hmm. so i wasn't playing like a full elemental list i was just playing like the, the fireflies the uh glacial shards and then like tar creeper and 
Tolvis Stone Shaper. Yeah. So because you're trying, like you're not really an aggro hunter deck, you're trying to like spend the first few turns completing the quest and then kind of put on loads of pressure over time. So the Tar Creeper and the four mana taunt, the Stone Shaper, is actually really good for stalling the game. And because you have those two those one drops as well to activate the Stone Shaper, it's actually pretty nice. Um but then other but I don't think you want to have like minimal one drops. You still do need to have a lot of one drops in the deck, I think, to to make it work. Yeah. But, uh, Elemental is a good way to get. Maybe yeah. if it was a lower number, I don't know. But I feel like if you make it too low, then it would just be too, be too good as well. Like seven. It's yeah. It's six. either it's either not good enough or too good. I feel like yeah. that quest. You know, it, there's no middle ground with it. Because if you if they are able to achieve it quickly, and then you know you get the crazy combos that that people have been thinking about, right, with Rhino and whatever, then it gets it gets a little insane. Unless again, we're still overrating this this quest. You know, at least the reward for this quest. If it was early, you know, if we were able to complete this early, there's a chance that we might be overrating it. I don't know. How do you guys feel about it now? Like, would it be too overpowered if you you finished it early and got you know the Rhino just you know two one two one two one type of combo there and keep drawing right like i, I think keep drawing if i think if you got to play the aa on turn five every game would be re- op yeah definitely yeah i would um, concur yeah. with that i don't think i think outside of the rogue one i don't think any of the quests can be completed in round five right so is there any other ones that could be completed in round five <laughs> so I quickly think, but I don't. I, think. I don't think you can. Like, Maybe if you primordial glyph into infinity, you know, <laughs> <laughs> that's possible. It's highly unlikely. Yeah, you can in in a shaman. You can play a murloc turn one, murloc turn two, coin call in the finishes turn three, call in the finishes turn four, and True. then you get then you get your, your oh, okay, turn okay. five. All right, all right. <laughs> ja- Jackie, <laughs> Jackie solves the. the the riddle or yeah. solves the puzzle. There. Okay, okay. Yeah, with the hunter one, it's tough. So, but just to answer your question. Yeah, I think Jackie's right. Just, um, yeah, just playing a bunch of one drops and and that 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 three five that gives you a one drop is really good. The Tolvir, really really good card. All right, uh, Brenton has a question. Team five has mentioned the possibility of bringing wild packs back in the game as a possibility. What should wild packs look like? Uh, and he has four options here. Individual expansions like GBG and Grand Tournament and, re- and uh, re-release adventures. Um, number two is wild packs, just generally. Have all cards not currently in the standard under one pack type and just call it wild packs. Or year of the blank packs. So year of the Kraken. So divided by year or something else. Yeah. What, what, do, you, what do you think it should be? I don't know. I guess I feel like there should be an option. Right? I mean, for people who really, really enjoy Wild, you know, I think, I, I don't know, I actually kind of yeah. kind of like the idea. Um, not sure what's the best way to do it. I, I think the yeah. best way is, well, at least my opinion, is the same thing that they did before, which was having them broken up into ex- releases. Because, you know, there's going to be some people that have Grand Tournament, but they don't have GBG, you know, or... Something like that, right? So a a general wild pack, that's a lot of cards, man. Yeah. Is... <laughs> yeah, I agree with that. Also, a lot of the... Um, yeah, I agree with the expansion. Mm-hmm. Uh, so a pack per expansion thing. Also, a lot of the expansions have synergies within the expansion. So if you're kind of... Mm-hmm. You're looking for certain synergies. So if you want a load of Inspire cards, 
because they're obviously OP. <laughs> You're so then, amazing. Yeah, then you think, yes, I'm going to get all these Grand Tournament <laughs> packs. I can get all my Inspired cards, right. that type of thing. So uh, Something that's yeah, still that's... not broken, Inspired, <laughs> even in yeah, Wild. Yeah. No, yeah. but just like, better. like yeah. synergies. and um, So like when, for example, when Old Gods rotates out, um, like being able to get the Old God cards together to, to find your Cthulhu cards um, easier than having if they were just all... You were just getting cards from every expansion. That that thought just makes me sad, man. When Old Gods (laughs) gets retired, it's going to be like... Yeah, it's going to be a sad day. It's going to be a sad day. (laughs) Poor Yogg. No Yogg, no Nazar. Definitely one of my favorite expansions. I love Cthulhu. I don't know why. I I still have Cthulhu every once in a while. Somebody breaks it out every once in a while. (laughs) (laughs) They don't know why, but they do. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, But no, I think you guys are right. So breaking it up into... uh, to the expansions. <clears throat> yeah, I don't think there's any other possible way. I mean, the only other maybe other option is they make it more of a customized type of pack depending on who's buying the pack. Um, but then you'd never have repeats, you know, which they, they definitely want us to have repeats and have the dust and things like that. So, yeah, mm-hmm. I think that's probably the simplest way. Don't, don't have to get too complicated with that. Um. Okay, well, uh, that's it for the questions this week, guys. Unless I, yeah, I think I think I got um, most of them. So um, if not, then we'll we'll take a look at it for next week. And again, if you guys want to email your questions in, email them to valuetown at chainmanv.tv. We'll take a look at them. And uh, you, it doesn't. You know, we we obviously give priority to patrons, but you know, you, if you're not a patron, you can also do it too. Uh, I want to give a shout out to some of the folks on iTunes too that um, you know left us a nice five star review because uh, we are available on iTunes as well as Google Play and SoundCloud. So if you want to listen to us on the way to work, if you're working out or anything like that, you can just go to iTunes and look us up. Um, you can search Hearthstone or Value Town, and you'll find us. And one way to help us out a lot is to leave a, a five star review because it, it just helps with SEO when people are looking up Hearthstone. So I want to give a shout out to Go Tommy Goes and Breakdown 114 for being the latest folks to, to do that for us. And um, it helps out a, in a big way. So uh, yeah, why don't we do some shout outs, guys? It's, uh, we kind of flew through this episode. I thought it was going to be a little bit longer, but uh, we were able to cover a lot of stuff. Jack, you want to start us off? Yeah. Uh, thank you to, for you two for doing the show with me and uh, <laughs> fun as always uh, thank you for, to my team Fades of Karma for supporting me helping me be a streamer uh, thank you to all my viewers and all you guys for watching the stream and uh, all you guys listening we love you all <laughs> oh, no. <Whoa. laughs> we will even that out don't worry I always end up the mic just got super <laughs> yeah, sorry, I probably, shouldn't have, probably shouldn't have lent into the mic never mind <laughs> uh, yeah um, well anyway see, very, very similar shout outs to Jackie you know, thank you Fates Karma love you team um, yeah, and for anyone that watches uh, thank you and to you guys for you know, doing the show with me <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, I'll round things out too by saying good luck, Jackie, at home yes. uh, Seed Story Cup. Starts Thank tomorrow you. or Friday? Tomorrow, yeah. Tomorrow, okay. Um, 1 p.m. CET is the first game of oh the Oh my gosh, that's early. <laughs> that's yeah, like, and I'm, in, I'm like the second game like of the day. That's like in the morning here. Yeah. It's four in the oh, morning wow. for Allie, or I think. Wait, I forget where you are, Allie, but it's really, really early. <laughs> Holy smoke. <laughs> Holy smokes, man. Yeah, so I might have to catch the bot of that. <laughs> no spoilers, yeah. please, guys. But yeah, good luck to you over there. Hopefully you end up winning. Uh, Thank you. And we'll be rooting, rooting you on. Uh, thanks 
obviously both of you guys for doing the show today. Everybody for watching. You can catch the VODs at youtube.com slash chamamv. I'll be posting it shortly after. And um, yeah, I think that's it. Oh, and big shout out to obviously the, our patrons, of course, again, and Game Coach for sponsoring the show. Go to game-coach.com and check out uh, all the coaches that they have there. And best way to, sometimes the best way to improve, guys, you know, like really take leaps and bounds is to go and get a coach for a half an hour to an hour and you'll be surprised. You'll learn a ton in just that, that short amount of time and it'll, it'll be enough to last you for weeks too. So uh, give it, give it, um, you know, give that a look. And, you know, if you can drop them a message too, just let them know that you appreciate it. You can use the promo code value town and get 10% off too. But that's going to be it. Follow us all on Twitter. You can see our Twitter down here, at ChamMV, at F2K Alley, at F2K Jackie. And you can follow the, the show's Twitter, at ValueTownGG. But that's going to be it for this week, guys, for ValueTown. And for Jackie Chan, Ali Straza, and myself, ChamMV. We'll see you next week. Bye, guys. Later. Bye.